everybody. Good morning. Good morning. It's Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Ruby Tuesday. And. <laughs> you know, I wonder why they say that. Ruby Tuesday. It's from that song. What Goodbye, song? Ruby Tuesday. Who could hang a name on you? Really? Yeah. Never I think heard those it. are the lyrics. I know the Ruby Tuesday parts, right? Uh, coming up on today's show, managing stress during the holidays. Wait, did no. we already do that one? Yep, we already did that. Oh, no. Well, we did, did we managing really? stress during, maybe. That was our top list from yesterday, was it not? Yeah, but that was five, and this one says four. Is it a different list? You have a... I sure hope it is. Matt's really stressed this it's a holiday. Different, it's a different, re- different list. All right. Managing stress during the holidays. Uh, we're going to talk about the Lauren Daigle controversy and secrets of the dollar store. Mm, whoop, whoop. Yeah. That's right. what I do all my Christmas shopping. But first, it is December, <laughs> December 11th, and we got a couple holidays to celebrate today. Yes, just a couple, because we don't want to go over like we did yesterday. <laughs> um, today is International Mountain Day. I love this one. I'm going to go to the nearest mountains, which I think is probably... <clears throat> Albuquerque? Well, would it be Albuquerque, or would it be... What's on the other side of Roswell? Riedoso? Yeah. There's mountains in Riedoso. Like, you can see mountains from Roswell. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be around the Riedoso area. Yeah. I I'm lying. Right. I'm not actually going there. I wish that I was. <laughs> right. I... That's where we had our honeymoon. 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 I want to spend New Year's there, but I don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> um, and today is also National App Day. National App Day. App. A-P-P. Like, what's on your phone? So, what's on your phone, Matt? All right. So apps, apps that we think other people should use. Is that what we're talking about? Um, No, just tell me what's on your phone. All right. I've got the two or three app. Have you heard of that one? No. So it's come from, it comes from that verse where two or three are gathered. Okay. Okay. It's an app. Uh, it's relatively new, I think, where uh, basically you just kind of go there and you find encouragement, prayer, requests, whatever. You can share funny things. That's cool. It's like a small little community smaller social media type thing for Christians. Uh, but the only reason that I uh, downloaded it to begin with is because the guy that runs the Twitter account for it really loves Baptists. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a support Tweets thing. Like, like, I'm like, dude, he, he got in my notifications enough. He or she, I don't know who it is that's running it. But that account got in my notifications enough saying, not just like retweets, but like, Retweeting with comments and jokes directly aimed at me and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to download your app now. Just at least to be nice. But it is a pretty cool little thing. I'm not as active as I probably should be just because I'm everywhere. Well, I'm kind but, of curious uh, who, who it is now. Like, Yeah, I don't know. But I like that app. Uh, there's another app I have called Calm, which helps you calm down when you're stressed out. There's some soothing sounds. gives you breathing uh, like a breathing timer, you know, breathe in for this long, breathe out for this long. It's a really nice thing. Uh, let's see. I got the clean time counter. I've been clean for eight years, five months, 28 days, and eight hours, 39 minutes, 25 seconds, 26 seconds, 27 seconds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, gosh, there's not a lot of great apps that aren't the standard ones. And I want to give games because games come and go. Yeah, I guess that's it. Those are the ones. Those are the ones that I would recommend. I'm not telling you my apps. You have Sorry. any apps? Come on. Um, but here's the thing. Like, I have the standard apps. You make me sound like a chump with your apps. <laughs> I have the clean time counter. <laughs> I'm a part of the fellowship of believers. <laughs> like, I have 30-day fitness. I have angry birds. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I have heads up. I have heads up. You do have heads up. I do. Uh, but we play that on the road. That's true. Like, yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good way for me to keep Chris awake as he's driving. <laughs> Wait a minute. Aren't you supposed to be looking at the person? So what I do is I hold it for myself. You know, when I'm giving him the clues, he doesn't need to see the phone. So I'm just giving him clues and I'm just uh, looking at the okay. phone myself, you know. And then when he is trying to give the clues, I hold it like to where it's kind of where the radio is, you know, and he just glances down to see the word real quick and then gives me clues. That and way. you don't look at it? And I don't look at it. Okay. Although this last time I did look at it. A times. <laughs> this last time he's just terrible at giving clues. This last time. Well, we went through decks that we like we purposely chose decks that we don't choose on a regular basis like mm-hmm. when we're hanging with friends or playing the game with the kids right there are some decks that we just don't choose because we don't know mm-hmm. and so we were like hey let's let's use those decks <laughs> yeah then i have pandora and facebook and messenger <laughs> and instagram and snapchat and marco polo oh. and amazon and the weather channel okay here's a good app that everyone should download <laughs> the back row radio app Oh, I what? do have that app. <laughs> <laughs> get the get the free Back Row Radio app and listen anywhere you're at, man. I have that app. Boom. So we had uh, we had someone email us asking if we were going to offer a lower um, bandwidth stream because right now we only offer the 128 kps stream, which is about MP3 quality. Okay. Um, someone was asking if we were going to be offering a 64 kps stream. Which is about FM radio quality. Who um, asked that? Someone who doesn't have wireless and can only use data on things. Someone in a more or a less wired area of the world. So is it one of my friends? No, oh. no, it's a random person. Oh, okay, uh, but uh, we don't have that yet. But I have been told that our our uh, company that we use our provider. That we use to produce our radio station is working on it. So, nice. if that's something that you need, or if you just want to save a little uh, data uh, moving forward, that's that is coming. I don't know how quickly it'll be here, but it is being worked on as we speak. Pretty cool. <coughs> Today's show is brought to you by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Backrow Baptist. We took every tweet, joke, one-liner, and blog from the Backrow Baptist. Picked roughly 3,000 of the best ones and compiled them into one amazing and hilarious volume of jokes about church life and Christian culture. It is still marked down for the holidays at just ten ninety nine on Amazon. If you're one of those weirdies that like electric books, uh, you can get one of those too for a few bucks cheaper. Uh, <laughs> electronic books. Not electric books. Electronic One of books. them weird screeny books. <laughs> Uh, but if you are normal folk, uh, the book is the way to go. Order it today, and you can still get it before Christmas. Christmas. 
Smith. It's time for quote unquote. Quote unquote. Okay, Tim Keller tells us the basic premise of religion, that if you live a good life, things will go well for you, is wrong. Jesus was the most morally upright person who ever lived, yet he had a life filled with experience of poverty, rejection, injustice, and even torture. Chuck Swindoll said, To deliberately, consciously, and conscientiously speak the truth requires gut-level authenticity. Nancy DeMoss Wogglemuth, Worship is not a spectator sport. We worship in community with others who love and worship him. It is important and necessary for God's people to come into his presence together. David Jeremiah says, If, we are, if you are waiting on God, wait without wavering. He is never late. He always keeps his promises. He is always true to his word. And Chuck Swindoll reminds us that through God's prayer, we love and forgive so we can relate to each other in grace and freedom. All right. Just a little, little advice for y'all as we start out this Tuesday. Uh, Let's play some Onion, Not Onion, huh? How about that? Go for it. I've got two headlines here. One of them is real. One of them is from The Onion. So uh, you're going to tell me which one's real. Play along at home. And then we will read the news story, all right? Got it. <clears throat> Pardon me. All right, which one of these headlines is real? Okay. Dial Santa app threatens children with death or thousands of rats tumble about uncontrollably inside Snoopy Balloon high above the Thanksgiving parade. No. <laughs> oh, man. Each one of these feels equally terrifying. <laughs> I'm going with the Santa app. You are correct. Yes. A woman in England was outraged last week when she discovered Santa Claus threatening to look for and kill her children. What? Via a Kindle app. Uh, Adelstone native Curtsy Elizabeth Taylor uh, posted a viral video Thursday that appeared to show an app entitled Call Santa Claus New 2018 in action. The app simulated an incoming telephone call from Santa Claus and when activated... It said this. I'm going to do my best impersonation of it. Hello there. Can you hear me? In five nights, if you're free, I will look for you. And I will find you. And I will kill you. What? (laughs) Taylor explained in her post that the tablet belongs to her 12-year-old son, Finley. Uh, but it was her three-year-old daughter, Evie, who brought attention to the issue. The preschooler had tears in her eyes after experiencing the app, according to KidSpot. What sort of sick and twisted person would make an app made for children to call Santa into this? Taylor fumed. At least one review on Amazon's UK site corroborated Taylor's experience. Voice sounds like someone who smokes two packs of cigarettes a day, and then they threaten to come and kill you. The user... Uh, smile scheduler posted in October. Really not so nice, especially when you think it's for children. Amazon confirmed to Yahoo that the app has been removed as it is in violation of their policies. Uh, The publisher will be contacted and an investigation will be launched, according to The Sun. That's messed up, right? It is insane. (laughs) 
insane. That's I gotta exa- tell you, that's almost exactly how it sounds, though. That creepy voice. I listened to it three or four times. I th- I would have been infuriated if I was that mom. I would have lost it. But I gotta tell you, I think at first when you said, you know, Amazon has confirmed that it's been removed. At first, I wanted to be like, seriously, Amazon, get it together. Why are you not like? making sure that things that are posted through your website are legit and okay and then i like ate crow for a second because since our facebook group has expanded and just exploded over the last (laughs) month i like it hard to keep track of everything (laughs) and can you imagine if we were the size of amazon right so Heck yeah, no. we, we've had this. This is something that has happened in the two weeks since we've, yeah. we've been on the air uh, for live anyway. Uh, well, live-ish. Uh, we've, we have our Facebook group, which is uh, Back Row Baptist Church on Facebook. And when last we had a show with Mo and I, we were at roughly... I want to say it was like 400, 400. I think it was 408. 408 members. They came in very slowly. Uh, we had maybe three posts a day going on. It wasn't that yeah. super active, but, but it, it was, was more active. But it was people that we knew. Right. Like that whole that six degrees of separation thing. A lot of, a lot of people here in, in our hometown and in our home churches, and then a lot of people that have been with Back Row Baptist for a long time. Um, well, then a uh, on, on a Thursday... Our whole world a big, changed. Yeah, a, a, a very giant Facebook page with about a with about a hundred something. Uh, I think it was like one hundred and eighty thousand followers shared two of our posts from the group, and I've known that one of the admins for that page has been in our group because I keep seeing our I kept seeing our memes show up just a couple hours later. But they would just like copy the meme and paste, post it themselves. Mm-hmm. But this time they did two where they shared it from our page. And we started getting inundated with dozens and dozens and dozens of membership requests for it went on for about two days. Where it, it slowed was down a bit. Hundreds of people. Right. They slowed a down day. a bit. And then they posted another one or they shared another one. And so it picked back up again. Um, but yeah, we were getting over 100 people a day joining the group. And so now we're at a little over a thousand in two weeks' time. We have jumped beyond more than double. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had it was basically just Mo and I that were moderating the group, and moderating didn't account for much work because, again, these were all people that we knew. And yeah, yeah. So now we have a thousand people. We have six hundred people that we don't know. And despite our best efforts of when you join, you have to answer these questions about, you know, not being offended and and uh, if you have a problem, don't stir Just up problems scrolling. there. Keep scrolling. If you really have to say something, contact an admin. Don't cause a problem there in the groups and the comments. Despite all that and our rules and everything, it is becoming so difficult it to is exhausting. rein this group in. Yeah. We have added two new moderators and even then... Added a new rule to our rules. It's just, it's like, it. It's hard. It is hard to keep Christians uh, <laughs> contained into a let's be nice category. Because all of us want to argue. And I'll admit, even myself, 
occasionally on posts want to argue on some things and I have to be like, no, I got to set a good example, <laughs> but I've had to close comments. I've had to put out warnings on comment sections saying, Hey, this is probably going to turn into a volatile topic. If you feel like you want to start an argument, Don't. resist that temptation. <laughs> Gosh. <clears throat> so and yeah. even those posts end up getting deleted. Like we Usually, can't, yeah. it's just, it's just so silly. So yeah, I've so your thought, yeah, your thought of trying to keep an eye on every single app yeah. that comes into this program, even if they have an entire team of people, yeah, it's still going to be impossible of making sure everything works exactly like it's supposed to. Amazon, I give you the utmost respect because <laughs> I, while at first I wanted to be quick to judge, I realize <laughs> you uh you got a lot more cut out for you than what we do. <laughs> And we ain't doing so good at ours. So see, I was going to bring that up yesterday. Um, the first time that 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 had just gotten out of control, and I had to lay down the law for that group. Uh, we had to we had to close open posting. We had just opened open posting. Yeah. Uh, before all the influx of people, and we had to close it again. So now we have to approve everything that gets posted, and even then, it doesn't always work out. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, I had to make this big post of, look, guys, this is supposed to be a fun place. We're not supposed to be at each other's throats. We need to calm down. We need to stop, uh, trying to pick fights. And if we have a problem, you need to come to the admins, not punch each other in the comment section. Cause essentially so, uh, yeah. that's what you're doing. Right. But I, I made, sh- I made the post sound a lot harsher than I felt at the time. Just so I thought people would take me seriously. And a few people took me so seriously that they thought I was on the verge of tears, that I was going to be closing down the thing, just walking away from the faith, all kinds of stuff. One of those people uh, was Nick Oaks. Oh, no. Nick, for the first time ever, private messaged me in Facebook and gave me this really nice encouragement, uh, encouraging message from him in April. Aww. And I was like, dude, this is really nice of you. But uh, I don't know. need it, but thanks. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm, I'm really not as upset as I made myself sound. But uh, no, he was just—he was very genuine. He was saying, "Look, uh, uh, you know, I have long days usually, and and uh, I get to come uh, take a break and and uh, laugh in this group, and it's been a very big encouragement to me. And and uh, you know, he just wanted to thank thank me for sticking with it." Uh, even though it seems to be getting more difficult, and uh, so I, I really, I really appreciated that. Aw, uh, he's mean, a even, good guy. Even though I didn't think I needed it at the time, uh, you know, I've thought about it a lot since he did that, since he sent that, because he didn't have to. He didn't have to say anything. He doesn't know me, you know. Really, he does know you. He met you. I mean, he knows. He knows who I am. But we're not, we're not chums. You know, we don't, we've never had a private conversation, just me and him, before. <gasps> So it was nice. I think you have. I'm just kidding. I don't know that you have. Please stop crapping on my message here. <laughs> Sorry. Goodness. Anyway. He's, he's very a nice good kid. guy. Very nice guy. Don't play Rook with him ever, but he's a nice guy. <laughs> All right. It is Indie Music Tuesday. We're playing a little bit more of the independent Christian music this morning. Some bands that you might not have heard of before that you need to put in your personal playlist. Uh, When we come back, manage stress and enjoy the holidays. Stick around.
welcome back. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. It's Tuesday. Tuesday, y'all. So glad to have you here. Happy Tuesday. Today's show is sponsored by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Backrow Baptist. Over 3,000 hilarious jokes, tweets, and one-liners, all in one perfectly sized book. It includes sections like these. Christian breakup lines. Biblical answering machines. Christian movies in reverse. And Christianese translations, uh, as well as dozens more. Pick it up on Amazon for ten ninety nine. Buy it this week, and it'll still make it in time for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mo. Hey, Matt. I think it's time for some rando facts. I think you're right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Number one, people who are slightly overweight but not obese tend to live longer than people with an average or underweight BMI. I fall into this category. (laughs) Gonna live forever, Mo. (laughs) I'm gonna live forever. I'm gonna live forever and be slightly unhappy about my size, but I'm gonna live forever. (laughs) But while you're alive and slightly unhappy, all them skinny people be dead. Where'd it go? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, see, you got to think about it. That's a uh, super thin person can be just as unhealthy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because that's because that's our bodies aren't made to be super skinny either. Yeah, <laughs> as super obese. Well, and I've always said that I just wanted to be healthy mm-hmm. versus being skinny. I want to be fit and healthy. Yeah. I want to be able to run, and there are people much smaller than me who uh, can't run. That's true. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first Indian restaurant in the UK in the UK predates. Is that right? Yeah, the first, predates. The first fish and chip joint by at least forty nine years, huh? So Indian food is is more English, if you will. At least originally English, yeah. Then fish, fish and, chi- and chips. Fish and chips has become a regional staple, but yeah. So when you go to the UK, what you really need to eat is Indian <laughs> food, food. Yeah. not. Which actually, that's funny because I can remember, you know, Samantha. She spent eight years of her childhood in England because her dad was military and he was stationed there twice. And she talks about Indian food yeah, more than anything else, mm-hmm. it being the best Indian food that she's ever had. Yeah. Maybe that's why. All right. Uh, Mr. Rogers always mentioned out loud that he was feeding his fish because a young child viewer once asked him, uh, uh, <coughs> a young blind viewer once asked him to do so. She wanted to know that the fish were okay. Aww. <laughs> That's sweet. You messed up the one word that would have made the thing not make sense. True. It was a blind viewer. The blind viewer needed him uh, to mention out loud that he was feeding his fish. And actually, I remember that. I remember him saying that out loud when I was watching the show. And I even remember thinking, we can see I can what see you're what doing. You're doing bro. What else would you be doing? <laughs> I'm dumping this small garbage can into my, <laughs> into my fish tank because I hate them. See, and I feel like he did that with everything, though. He like he narrated what he was doing. Yes, um, I think what this fact is pointing out is that was specifically the reason why he started. Yeah, that's because someone was worried about the fish. Well, that makes sense. Uh, after Michael Jordan scored a game high sixty nine points, teammate Stacy King quipped, 
I'll always remember this as the night that Michael Jordan and I combined to score 70 points. (laughs) (laughs) All right, have fun with this next one. I want you to try and sound this out. Oh, my word. Oh, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. (laughs) There is a child named... One 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 six, and it's pronounced Alban. <laughs> Let's go through the spelling: B R F X X C C X X M N P C C C C L L L M M N P R X V C L M N C K S S Q L B B one 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 six. That's how you spell Alban. <laughs> You know, I think I did a pretty good job pronouncing it. It was all right, yeah. You did pretty good. Um, I just don't understand how it's <laughs> Albin, Albin, Albin. There's got to be a massive story behind it. We just don't have it. <laughs> Speaking of massive stories, Grammy-nominated Christian singer Lauren Daigle <clears throat> was featured on the Dominic Nati show on iHeartRadio earlier last week. And she said that she couldn't answer whether homosexuality was a sin. Uh, Following Daigle's recent stint on secular entertainment shows like The Ellen DeGeneres Show and The Tonight Show, Natty said that he wanted to ask her about her stance as a Christian on homosexuality and whether it's a sin. She said, I can't honestly answer on that uh, in the sense that I have too many people that I love that are homosexuals, Daigle told the celebrity publicist. When people ask questions like that, I just say, read the Bible and find out for yourself. And when you find out, let me know because I'm learning too, she added. So, this has created just a firestorm of controversy that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that this isn't the ideal answer. <laughs> But there are so many different aspects of this that are just either being ignored in the way some Christians are responding or being blown way out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Number one, this was a secular journalist doing what all secular journalists do to Christians in the spotlight, asking this specific question. Yeah, trying to set her up for It's failure. a trap. Yeah. No matter what she answers. If she answers yes, then she's a hypocrite. Uh, that yes, it's a sin. That she's a hypocrite for going on these shows. And how can you say that you love homosexual people and love everybody and all this? And you say that it's a sin. If she says no, then she's a hypocrite. Because how can you say that you're a Christian and that you believe what the Bible says when blah, 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 blah. There's no good answer. There's always going to be a bad response. She took the easy way out. Now, I'm not... Some people go as far as saying that she's lying, that she doesn't know the answer, and she just didn't want to answer it. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that she took an easy way out and said, pretty much, read the Bible for yourself. Mm-hmm. Which isn't a terrible answer. No, it's not. But I have seen so many people online say that that is a terrible answer because that's how uh, people misinterpret the bible saying go read the bible just opens the door for misinterpretation i'm how what 
are you if talking about? If your pastor doesn't tell you on a weekly basis to go check what he's saying, to go read for yourself, then you need to find another church. Absolutely. There, but there was uh, there were some articles <coughs> that have been posted, uh, some op eds or whatever from different Christians saying that we need to expect more uh, consistent theology and and knowledge of scripture and whatever from our artists. But why? Exactly. Why? She's she didn't go to seminary to be a singer. She didn't. Uh, she's this is not professing to be a pastor or to be the. Uh, the knowledge, knowledge bearer on every piece of doctrine in the Christian faith, which, by the way, ranges widely among different denominations. Thank you. That's what I was going yeah. to say. Including some entire denominations that don't have a problem with homosexuality. Exactly. Which is weird. But still, it's if it's that wide, if interpretation can be that wide, then how can we say, oh, well, it was, should have been an easy answer for her. Yeah. Everyone, we don't know. How she grew up, what she grew up learning. Maybe she we don't grew know up in one of she is. could have grown up in one of these denominations that taught that it was fine. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's now she's only twenty seven. She's not this you know aged wise woman you know in her sixties you know trying to teach the children. We don't know where she's at. She might be learning that hey maybe it is a thing. And she grew it the other way. We don't know. The answer is we don't know uh, where her heart was at in that where her mind is at in that what she knows she says that she doesn't really know she hasn't studied up on it enough um i can accept that answer mhm 100% i mean i i wish that she would be more knowledgeable on certain things when those kind of questions come up cuz that is a question that she should expect especially given uh going on shows like ellen and whatnot but at the same time it's such a small question in the grand scheme of things. Jesus never even talked about it. It's mentioned a handful of times in the Bible compared to so many other sins. And yet people on, on Twitter and Facebook are comparing it to her not sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. And they're going, oh, she could have used this as an opportunity to say homosexuality is wrong, but... Let me tell you about the God who loves you in spite of your sins. When I'm like, she's on a show with a journalist. Right. They're not going to hand her the microphone and let her go on a 40-minute sermon. Think about the situation with some common sense. So, yes, ultimately, no, not the perfect answer, but certainly not. I mean, people are acting like she said, nah, homosexuality is cool, dog. Do what you want. God's cool with it. I'm cool with it. She didn't say that at all. At all. She encouraged people to read the Bible, figure it out for themselves. Other people are saying, uh, well, we have to be clear that we know homosexuality is a sin. Um, trust me, if you're a homosexual, a homosexual in this company, company, country, you know the Christian stance on homosexuality. Yeah. You hear it all the time. Yeah. Because for some reason, we make this one of our big two things. Abortion and homosexuality are the only two things that Christians are ever asked about and ever talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with you bringing up abortion all the time. That's fine. Homosexuality thing, I think we're beating a dead horse. They know. They get it. You're feeding a fed horse, Matt. Feeding a fed horse. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, like an example of this was uh, happened at our church. Um, it was before Kevin came. 
Were you here before Kevin? Yeah, you were here before Kevin, mm-hmm. weren't you? But just slightly, right? We, well, for a year before. Okay. So Our you got first the, Sunday here the, was... Uh, was his last day, uh-huh. wasn't it? Dean's last day. Yeah. Okay. So it was during that time, it was during that first year, where we had no pastor. It was the first time this church hadn't had a pastor in over a decade. So pretty much nobody at the church knew what to do without a pastor. Uh, we had a head of the deacons, and he was basically the guy making the decisions uh, for lack of any other idea of what to do. <clears throat> well, several churches in our area had decided that they were going to run a full-page thing in the newspaper saying that we stand against homosexual marriage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they asked our church to be one of the sponsors of it. And they would put our logo down at the bottom. And we would pay a certain portion of the price for the ad. Only The only person that got notified of this was the head of deacons at the time. And he's like, oh, yeah, makes sense. And just went with it. Mm-hmm. Didn't ask anybody. Didn't go through church council or, or whatever. I, and more importantly, Cipriano at the time, who was the head of our Celebrate Recovery program, then found out about that, saying, we have homosexual people who come into our church each and every week and hear the gospel, their lives could be changed forever because we're getting them in this door. Mm-hmm. And you just and attached you have just, our name. Yeah, you have just attached our name to something that is basically spitting in the face of these people. It's hate. Yeah. They know where churches stand. We don't have to put a full-page ad in a newspaper to say that we don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, agree with this. Mm-hmm. They know. How about we let them decide for themselves if they're going to be welcome in our church? Sure, they might not feel welcome on a Sunday morning. That's fine. But on Thursday nights at Celebrate Recovery, where people come to get their lives turned around, they just might get that uh, seed planted in their brain of, hey, I need to get something right. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that happen at CRs, not in our CR. Uh, but in uh, the first CR that was in this town, I have seen two different homosexual men decide that even though they still had those feelings and even though they uh, still considered themselves to be homosexual, they decided, I am not going to sin anymore and practice this. Mm-hmm. And so they decided to live a life much like, uh, well, I'm comparing them to Paul in the Bible, but not because we think Paul was homosexual, but Paul was pretty much a bachelor. Yeah. He decided not to get married. Not to, uh, to, uh, he was abstinent. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Not to be sexually active. Yeah. And, uh, that's what they decided that they were going to do. And I had many conversations with those two men about how, uh, brave it was that they were making that choice, mm-hmm. uh, especially for the reasoning behind it. It's because they wanted to be, uh, as, as sinless as possible. Mm-hmm. And if that meant, even if that meant God wasn't going to take away the attraction that they struggled with, it meant that they were still going to be obedient as, as obedient as they could. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's only good for them. Yeah. And I've seen them several times since then. They're doing great and they're doing things for the Lord. And so if we're going to just constantly feel like that, we have to spit this out of, Hey, being gay is a sin, being gay is a sin, being gay is a sin, being gay is a sin. All we're doing is saying, we don't like you. We don't accept you. Go away. We don't want you here, you know, until you get your life right. It's like, 
figure that out first, then you can come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it bugs the Which crap out of me. Which is the exact opposite of what the Bible says. The Bible says, come as you are, <coughs> yep. and then we'll get it right. And come then the to other, Jesus exactly how you right. are. The other good point that was brought up, and it was along this line, was that Maybe Lauren Daigle heard that question of, do you think homosexuality is a sin? And she interpreted that as, do you think that having homosexual urges and temptations is a sin? Which it is not. It is only acting on those that is a sin. Homosexual behavior is a sin. But having that temptation, which, like I said, these two men that I know of do, but choosing not to act on them, that's not sinful. In fact, that is righteousness of facing temptation and choosing to have God give you the strength to not give in to that temptation. Turning away from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe in that question, she was answering 100% honestly. Of she didn't know if the actual being or identifying as homosexual was a sin or if it was just the practice of homosexuality being a sin. You know? So there's, there are just so many variables that nobody knows in the situation. Nobody can answer. So much, um, so much assumption, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, in this, that it just makes me mad. It, yeah. For the sake of going long, Matt, I just... I, I'm sorry. I rambled. I apologize. No, that's okay. I, I think where I take most offense in this is, and you slightly touched on it, but... I am really sick and tired, really sick and tired of Christianity as a whole, um, uh, focusing on the sin, focusing on what the sin is, and claiming that as to be unforgivable. That And that's what, mm. that if we're getting really honest with it, that is how it comes across. Yeah. When you are pointing fingers and you are condemning people for this one sin, or as you pointed out, two sins, abortion and homosexuality, and you're just beating it down, you know what I'm saying? Where I'm getting that it comes across as unforgivable. And for that person who is caught in that sin, then what is their only hope? What Mm -hmm. are they going to do? Well, I'm here. I'm, I've been here. I'm stuck in it. There's no point in coming out of it now because there is no hope because it's unforgivable. Right. Because I have nowhere to turn. And for me, while we were home, um, I was faced with the real truth that someone who I love dearly has decided that they may be gay. Mm-hmm. And I had another family member tell me this um, just kind of to prepare me. And I told that family member, okay, I was a thief at one time, literally walked into stores and stole stuff and walked out. I'm a sinner. I have told numerous, countless lies. I am a sinner. I have looked at other people. I have been sexually immoral in my life. I am a sinner. That does not mean that I don't love that person because... Mm -hmm. They, too, are a sinner. And I think when we... And Celebrate Recovery has what has... That ministry in and of itself, I think, is what has softened my heart the most. Being able to identify what our sin is, but who is greater than that sin? 
you know, and we've said on our show previously that in Celebrate Recovery, you introduce yourself as I am Megan. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus, but I struggle with this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. These are my sins. And I'm being honest with you, not so that you can condemn me, but so that you can see the freedom that comes through Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think if more Christians were willing to do that, if more Christians were willing to be humble and vulnerable, then there would be a lot less condemnation in Christianity than Mm -hmm. what there is. A lot more people would be willing to come to a Christian brother and sister and say, listen, I'm really struggling and I don't know what to do. I mean, in this past year, we've had people in the church who are homosexual and we've had Christians say, what do we do? Why are they here? Why are they in this building? What do you mean, what do we do? We love them. Yeah. I love that person the same way that I love you because at the end of the day, God looks at them the same way that he looks at you. Yeah. The only difference that we see is from our own perspective because it's a sexual thing and sexual things are icky. Yeah. And that's why we build it up as something bigger than... Because, I mean, I'm a, I'm a glutton. I have a problem with eating excess amounts of terrible food, and I am fat because of it. But nobody has ever seen me in the church and said, oh, my gosh, there's a glutton in the church. What do we do? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Because it's not a sexual thing. It's a food thing. Yeah. And there's so many people that struggle with food things, and there's only a handful of people that struggle with homosexuality and even less of them are going to show up in a church on Sunday. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's where the awkwardness comes in. At the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves as Christians, do we want to be known for more what we're against or do we want to know what be known for what we're for? Mm -hmm. We want to be known as the people that are against homosexuality or do we want to be known as the people that are for a God of redemption that has no boundaries on who he can redeem. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's those are our two cents yeah. on the Lauren Daigle controversy. Yeah. Ugh. I genuinely hope that when I die and on my tombstone, when when my family is trying to figure out what to put on there, aside from wife and mother, maybe grandmother, I hope that they have more things that they would like to put on that tombstone than not. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. hope that the legacy that I leave behind is more of a positive one where they can say she was loving, she was kind, she was accepting, she was forgiving, mm-hmm. she was honest and not she hated this and hated that and she was against this. And I that's just not the legacy that I want to leave behind. Well, it reminds me of Donna that we talked about last, yeah. Uh, yesterday. Yeah. You know, she's she is a rare commodity in the online world yeah of that i don't think you could scroll her entire twitter history i don't think you'd see one time where she insulted somebody or got angry at anybody other than a football team not performing correctly (laughs) uh you know she was a a just a pure embodiment of god's love uh, on this earth yeah and Gosh, that's something that I'd like to strive to strive to be. Yeah, you know, and I know I'm not going to reach that because I'm too cynical in a lot of areas in my life. <laughs> but, uh, but gosh, it's certainly a good goal. Yeah, to strive for. Yeah, <clears throat> it's I nice agree. to know that it's possible. Let's put it that way <laughs> for someone to be there. Yeah. So can I say, uh, Matt, like from an official stance, we at Backrow support Lauren Daigle. 
Uh, well, for now. <laughs> Till we find out some this moment, terrible skeleton in her closet. In this moment. Hey, but okay, you know what? So then half of the the back row morning show will still continue to support Lauren Daigle. Because no, I, I mean, like, like she's a white supremacist or something like that pops up. At that point, no, we can't. <laughs> I don't mean like she... Yeah. Will we continue to support her? No, but Lauren, I'm praying for you. I, but I, as of right now, non-white supremacist Lauren Daigle, we support, we support you 100%. We're praying for you. Keep on keeping on. Uh, I made that weird. I'm sorry. All right. It was kind of weird. <laughs> that wasn't uh, me doing it this time. I have a cold. And I'm a little loopy on medicine, folks. Okay. All right. Four ways to manage stress and enjoy the holidays. This uh, also comes from the Facts and Trends blog, as we talked about one yesterday, a similar one. Um, <coughs> pardon me. So, number one, remember the reason. First of all, uh, oh, this is from, sorry, this is from Dennis Garcia from Facts and Trends. Uh, remember the reason, uh, first at the risk of sounding cliche, remember the reason for the season. It's so easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of the holidays and take our eyes off of Jesus. Uh, grab yourself an Advent devotional, like, uh, come let us adore him by Paul David Tripp. Uh, if you have children, pick up the shepherd and the search Advent activity kit. Uh, these are great resources to help refocus your holidays on Jesus. Number two, and this was a big thing. I told my wife at Thanksgiving, especially being our first Thanksgiving that she was in charge of, mm-hmm. kill perfectionism. <laughs> Don't expect everything to go correctly. There's something about the holiday season that unleashes the inner perfectionist within each of us. Um, yeah, he, Garcia says, one of, the, one of my favorite family activities during the holidays is decorating the Christmas tree, and he enjoys it for about 20 minutes. And once the tree is getting close to being full, he has to check out. <laughs> the stress of perfectionism kicks in and it becomes impossible for him to enjoy the process, whether it's the staging, uh, the perfect Christmas card picture or the perfect Christmas message. Perfectionism destroys holiday joy. It's time to put perfectionism in its place by learning to slay our unrealistic expectations. And I did not plan that to you're work so with your rude. story. But you now you have so to, rude. now you have to tell the story. Oh my gosh. For those that haven't heard it. <laughs> For those who haven't heard. It's just a perfect example. Christmas cards are kind of my thing. Okay. I love every year. We take annual family pictures right around Thanksgiving, whether the week before or the week after, so that I can use those pictures on our Christmas card. Now, our Christmas card is something that I send to everyone. Give it to our friends, give it to our church family, give it to our extended family, give it to our immediate family. Everybody gets a Christmas card because if we had the bank account for it, everybody would get a Christmas gift. But let's be fair. I just don't have the money to buy everyone who I love a gift. So instead you get a card. And it's like the gift that keeps on giving because it's a picture of my family for the year. So... This picture has to be <laughs> perfect, right? Uh-huh. I understand and realize as I mail it off that it's going to be on people's refrigerators until the next year when they get the next card. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for at least 365 days, they're going to be looking at this picture. Okay. So while we were home in Tennessee, 
that was my one goal was to get our family pictures for the year done. Okay. I, it's been three years since we've had family pictures done in Tennessee and I wanted them done there again. Chose the coldest day that we were there to try and do family pictures. So guess what? Family pictures didn't happen. Family pictures ended up being in my mom's living room in front of her fireplace. They it were super been, cheesy and could corny. Could have been anywhere in America. No ties to Tennessee, really. In front of a fireplace. Honestly. <laughs> I don't have the beautiful mountainous landscape right. in the back. I don't have the colorful trees. I don't have the rolling hills. I have a stone fireplace and my mom's Christmas tree. Um, so I'm pretty bummed about that. Okay. Whatever. Not a big deal. Trying to let go of that whole perfectionism. It'll do for this year. It'll, I just keep like sounding like Shrek. It'll do donkey. It'll, that'll do donkey. It'll do donkey. So go back to the hotel room that night. Guess what? Cards are on sale. Hop online. I order our Christmas card. Find the perfect one. The perfect card. Because when I pick a Christmas card, it has to have the right color scheme with our picture color <coughs> scheme in order for it to all flow and it, you know, it to look good. Mm-hmm. It has to say Merry Christmas at least, at the very least. I would love for it to have more of a religious message on it somehow. I think last year ours was, oh, come let us adore him. Okay. Every year it has been something that points to Jesus because I send these cards to family who aren't believers and I want for my card to just kind of be that stepping stone for them that might bring them to Jesus this holiday. Sneaky way to get right into there. You know, just call it a manipulative (laughs) card, if you will. Whatever. Um, So I find the perfect card. I order it. Do the whole ship to store so that when we get back here home, I can run over to Walmart, pick it up, mail them out, get them sent off. Because up to this point, everything else on our Christmas to-do list, going pretty well. Yeah. Got all the Christmas shopping done. All we have left to do is stockings. <coughs> Dropped off all of our gifts to extended family so we don't have to ship them. We are like top of our game this Christmas se- Christmas season. So I come home, we come back to New Mexico. It's been about a week and I'm realizing I haven't received a notification that our Christmas cards are ready. I haven't even received an email confirmation that the order went through. Mm. And so I start to freak out and I ask Chris, did you see it debited from our account? It should have been about $35. And he's like, yeah, there's a Walmart debit for $35.77. Okay, great. Let me go to Walmart. Let me ask them what's going on. Maybe they can just check the status. Run over there, talk to the guy in the photo lab. He looks it up, cannot find anything under our name, under my email account, under our phone number, under our address. Finds zero, nothing, zilch. (laughs) So I'm kind of perturbed, but I realize it's probably not Walmart's fault. After all, I was living in a hotel room with five people and two dogs for eight days. I was bound to go insane at some point (laughs) or another. So fine. Chris says, you know what? Just order new ones. I can't guarantee that that debit on the account wasn't a gift that we ordered. Right. All right. He's probably right. I hop online. The one card that I loved 
It's no longer available. Well, it's available. It's no longer on sale. <laughs> what was $35 is now going to cost me $107 for Jeez. these cards. So I thought, I'm not getting that card. <laughs> not happening. Search and search and search and search and search for a doable second choice. The only card that I can find that I sort of like, I really absolutely 100% hate. I hate the colors of it. I hate what it says on it. I hate the way that the colors of the cards make the colors in our pictures look. Hate, 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 hate everything about this card. Can't stand it. 100%. But there's no other card that I kind of like. So forget it. Whatever. So what's the one you hated the least? It's the one I hated the least. I'm chalking this year's Christmas card up to somewhat of a failure. I'm ordering the card. In an hour, I get to go pick it up. Go grab it. I look at it, still hate it as much as I thought I was going to when I ordered it. I stuff all 100 cards in their envelopes. I take a few to church that night. I pass them out. Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly, very much so. Handed it to a couple friends. They're like, what's wrong? And I start to just lay it all out there as to how much I hate these Christmas cards. The next day, Thursday morning, I am addressing cards to people. And there's a ring at the doorbell. And there sits a Walmart box of 100 of the original Christmas cards that I had ordered. And you had them shipped to the home. Had them shipped to the house instead of to the store. Still not certain why they couldn't find it in the database, but that's neither here nor there. Now I have 100 Christmas cards that I absolutely love, 100 Christmas cards that I absolutely hate, both of which say 2018 on them, so I have to get rid of 200 Christmas cards this year. So if you get one of the ugly ones, you know where you stand in our family. (laughs) I think it's because uh, I'm pretty sure they have a Walmart fulfillment center that prints and ships them when you have them sent to your home. So I don't think it would come from your local Walmart. Which is probably why they don't have it in their system. Right. So I guess their databases aren't linked. Yeah. Whereas I I thought, you know, Walmart being the big corporate. Because could you imagine having that many? That's true. To pile through from every Walmart, every every order from every Walmart. (laughs) But I almost think that it would be wise to have like a shared database. And not like your main database, but for situations like this yeah. where people who have certifiably gone insane. Phone number or something. Yeah, yeah, where you could just type in my name and be like, oh, Miss Oaks, I'm sorry. You you actually <laughs> chose ship to home and not ship to store. They'll be there tomorrow. Then I wouldn't have spent $70 <laughs> on 200 cards. 100 of which you hate. 100 of which I really can't stand. So So anyway, I did not know that was going to be in there. <laughs> I hope that my story did not linger uh, too much. I tried to cut it down. It's all right. Uh, let's do the last two. Number three, uh, set boundaries. Permit yourself to set boundaries uh, between church work, school programs, and parties with friends and family. One can easily go insane trying to attend everything. Um, <clears throat> Garcia wrote, uh, at one church I served... Uh, I was invited to every single small group Christmas party. Not only does this create chaos on our schedules, but every party has some sort of gift exchange, time-consuming and way too expensive. I learned early on that I'm not omnipresent and can't be at every event. (laughs) Nevertheless, I still feel guilty when I declined until I permitted myself to say no. 
As a family, we decided we'd attend church-wide events, the children's ministry party, our small group party, and school programs. Beyond that, we politely declined. Setting these boundaries helped create margin in our schedule and sanity in our home. Uh, Good wish, for them. I wish I could say no to my wife's uh, business <laughs> Christmas party, but I can't. Every year, it's it's a struggle for you. It's because it's a bunch of really rich folks just sitting around, drinking wine, being rich <laughs> <laughs> in this giant house. So, Matt. I got claustrophobic last year. I had to go outside. Just pretend for a night <laughs> that you are one of them. Like, yes. Like, have a rich voice where you... I can't even think of a rich voice right I, now. All I, I can think is English cowboy. <laughs> That's all that I can think. It sounds like an English cowboy. <laughs> um, I am looking forward to it, though, because it is an ugly sweater party this year. Oh. And they are required. You have to wear an ugly sweater. And I found a really good one. It's hard to find one in a really big size. Um, and I found a really good one. It's just the ugliest design I've ever seen. And it looks like they tried really hard. It's like a snowman with feet, tiny little legs, and he's wearing antlers, and he's got sunglasses on, and a giant black beard that goes all the way down. It's a very strange design, and I like it a lot. <coughs> so I'm looking forward to wearing that. I hate ugly Christmas sweaters. Well, I love them. Matt, it's so hard, because I'm like <laughs> so fearful that the ugly sweater that I choose... Is actually inappropriate, and I don't realize that <laughs> it's inappropriate <laughs> until I wear it. And there's like some sort of sexual innuendo on there, or, <laughs> or two some, reindeer <laughs> silhouetted. Yes, some terrible race slur that I like goes over my head. Like I, I just that. can't. I can't I get that. Mm-hmm. It is too stressful for me to try and buy an ugly sweater. Well, see, y'all had. A Christmas party a few years ago and y'all uh-huh. advertised it in like November as it's going to be an ugly sweater party. Uh-huh. And then nobody remembered that except it was an ugly, you. even you didn't remember yeah. that it yeah. was supposed to be an ugly Christmas Sorry. sweater except for my family. Yeah. So we all showed up and we made, we we bought, you know, those crappy sweatshirt versions yeah. of ugly sweaters and then we dolled those suckers up with hot glue, tinsel, and y'all little won. balls. Of y'all course won. we won. <laughs> but I put, we had Ninja Turtle theme. That was, was, it was the only thing that we could all find one in our size, Ninja Turtles. Mm. Do you remember what I put on the back of my sweater? No. I had bought Ninja Turtle gummy pizza candy, individually wrapped ones. And I had taped them all on my back and written out, wrote out in tinsel, take one, whatever. So I was like a walking candy dispenser, pizza <laughs> candy dispenser. I was so proud of that. And that was going to be my big push of why I should win because it was supposed to be a contest. I'm sorry. And it wasn't. I failed. We still, still bitter about we it. We haven't done ugly sweaters since then. <laughs> we have not. You didn't do it then either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you've never done that. Let's exactly. put it that way. All right. Exactly. Last one. Practice solitude. Um, this is difficult during the holidays when uh, with the scheduling challenges I mentioned above. Uh, but it's nonetheless important. Make time to take a break from the chaos. If you still have vacation time available, use it. Um, it's it's good to calm down. Wait till the children are in bed. 
turn the lights on on the tree, light a fire, put on some Christmas jazz, and sip a cup of coffee. On your days off, instead of heading to the mall, go for a hike or drive through the country. You may need to get creative, but don't neglect the importance of solitude during the busy time of year. The story of Christmas is one of peace, simplicity, and beauty in our modern celebration. We've exchanged it for chaos, stress, and frustration, and it is a terrible exchange. There have been many years uh, that I've wanted to follow the lead of uh, Luther Crank and skip Christmas altogether, but that's a bit extreme. It is a bit extreme. (laughs) I love that movie, by the way. A lot of people hate that movie, but I love it. Uh... Christmas with the Cranks? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. I, I like it. Movie, yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just need to you need to basically force yourself to de-stress. <laughs> Allow yourself to say no to things. Allow yourself to uh, be okay with things. And uh, give yourself some time to yourself. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. I gotta say, though, I think, like, I, I don't know that I agree fully that the original Christmas was one of, of peace and simplicity and beauty. I'm just going to say. Like anybody who's been to a birth knows <laughs> that it is neither peaceful nor simplistic. <laughs> and to have a birth in a barn does not make it any more beautiful. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I see where you're going. But, but I. All right, I'll give you that. (laughs) (coughs) All right, so once again this week in one of our segments, we've gone way over. It's Indie Music Tuesday. We're going to be playing some more independent Christian music this morning when we come back. Secrets of the Dollar Store. Stick around. sticking with us all morning because uh we do this for you man and if you're not listening what are we even doing here exactly Hemingway C.S. Lewis J.R.R. Tolkien Donald Trump Snooky, and Backrow Baptist what do they all have in common Mo they're my favorite people <laughs> and they've all written a book but the only <laughs> the only one that really matters this Christmas season is please don't side hug me the best of Backrow Baptist. Church life and Christian culture is brought to the world of literature in the funniest way possible. Pick up your copy from Amazon today for just ten ninety nine. Order this week and it'll still arrive before Christmas. Here's the news. For real though, I really do love Jersey Shore. Yeah. Like no That joke. makes me sad to hear. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. I just I'm just saddened. I'm fist pumping. <laughs> Nobody can see it. Wake up, yeah, wake up. Okay. Scared me a little. (laughs) Sorry. The evening started with carols and ended with tears for many. Chris Bradley, a longtime meteorologist in the Columbus area who has been with TV or 10 TV since 2006, was honored Sunday night at a Christmas tree lighting in the city of Worthington, uh, 
City of Worthington. Bradley, who had been moved to hospice care as he battles acute melio- me- myeloid. myeloid leukemia, uh, couldn't attend the ceremony Sunday night. After the tree was lit, the singing began with You Are My Sunshine as the crowd turned to Bradley uh, and his family's neighborhood. It continued through the lighting ceremony as Santa arrived, and then several hundred carolers made their way to Chris's front yard and sang a few songs in an effort to lift his and his family's spirits. That's awesome. Nice. I love that they chose You Are My Sunshine for a meteorologist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just... Somebody really thought that one through. Uh, a groom burst out in hysterical laughter at the altar when he turned to look at his bride on their wedding day. What? And found his bearded best man standing there instead. 32-year-old David Hoffman was expecting to see his wife-to-be, Brianne Dennis, in her white gown. But to his surprise, she had traded places with their friend, 37-year-old Timmy Horton. David, who works as an electrician, said, Right in that moment, I was anxious. I was trying to calm my nerves because I was about to see my bride for the first time. I was expecting to see Brianne, and I turned around to see Timmy in a wedding dress. He was pale and hairy, and I was falling down laughing. 29-year-old Dennis and Horton plotted their prank after they saw some funny wedding gags online. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I guess he had his back turned as she walked down the aisle. Yeah, I, I don't guess know. so. I have to... Yeah, something like that. I want to see the video. Some big reveal. Yeah. Uh, and then for the last 44 years, Deke Duncan has been spinning records from a studio in his garden shed. For the smallest audience in the country, also known as just his wife. (laughs) Because he did not have a radio license, Duncan was only able to broadcast through a speaker placed in the living room of the home he shared with his wife, Teresa. But now, his lifelong wish of broadcasting to a wider audience is coming true. BBC is having him DJ his very own hour-long radio show over Christmas, playing music not only for one town but for the hundreds of thousands of people living around the area. So cool. <clears throat> but yeah, you must really like that hobby to devote 44 years to doing it just for your wife's sake. You must also, really love your husband. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> you better really like music and <laughs> put up with this. I mean, I don't even make my wife read everything that we do for or listen everything that we do for well, we've already <laughs> discussed that chris doesn't listen to it so <laughs> oh man yeah well, that's pretty cool mm-hmm. that is cool good for the wife way to go Teresa. also bbc thank you for doing that uh way to go Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i have got 12 secrets of dollar store employees uh, things you didn't know. No, oh, no. Now you're gonna know. Is this gonna make me not want to shop at the dollar store? I don't think so. I think you you might find out you like it a little bit more. Okay. So number one, paper goods are the best deal in the stores. You can find anything, practically anything, at dollar stores, including frozen food. More on that later. Uh, toys, cleaning products, assortments can vary widely by store and by franchise. But according to Brenda, the store manager of a Dollar Tree in the Midwest. Customers get the best deal sticking with paper products. Uh, at least that's what employees buy most frequently. The items that my employees and I purchase at Dollar Tree for value would definitely be toilet paper, paper towels, birthday cards, candy, balloons, plastic wire, paper plates, envelopes, stationary products, and the daily newspaper. Um, she said at her store, toilet paper and the newspaper are the top sellers. 
And while the obvi- while the former is pretty obviously a necessity, newspaper at our location are typically cheaper than another source. The Sunday edition, in particular, uh, is up to two or three dollars cheaper than most other places. Really? I didn't even know they were allowed to do that. Yeah. Huh. Uh, like a lot of their inventory, the chain likely gets a tremendous discount from buying the papers in bulk. Hmm. They buy more than what you would find at a normal store. Hmm. <coughs> Number two, they know that you won't be in the store for too long. There's very little signage, few thrill frills, small real estate footprint. Uh, usually a do- dollar general is around uh, 7,300 7, square feet which is less than one-tenth the size of a Walmart. Um, And that's limited space and easy accessible items is by design because the average shopping trip at a dollar store is for 10 minutes or less. Uh, Also because they don't have public bathrooms that you can use. (laughs) That's true, too. Uh, Planning the store around fast trips is one good way to improve the fast experience many customers are looking for while also keeping sales high by allowing customers to see many products. Uh, so yeah, customers tend to want to get in and get out fast. They're often busy in other, other plans of the day and don't want to spend too much time wandering the store. If you are potty training your <coughs> child, <coughs> do not go to a dollar store. So they want customers to feel like they're on a treasure hunt. That's number three. Uh, Dollar General rotates its inventory on a regular basis to make customers feel like they need to buy items now in case they're not around later, perpetuating what is called a treasure hunt feel. That helps the store compete with online realtors like uh, Amazon, which typically maintain stock of popular products and may not provoke the same sense of urgency as this might not be here next week. We better buy it now. Mm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um They catch a lot of shoplifters. Really? Yeah. Uh, You can walk out of a dollar store with an armful of goods for 20 bucks, 10 bucks, or less, but that still doesn't deter people from swiping even the cheapest targets. The shoplifting is ridiculously rampant, Brenda says. We catch someone just about every day. Oddly enough, the price may help uh, facilitate the theft. The thing uh, with the low prices is that the thing with low prices is that there's no real deterrent from people stealing since none of the products have any security around them. Mm. They're all buck. <clears throat> now, this is one thing that I'm sure is going to make you upset. Oh, great. You shouldn't buy steak from a dollar store. <laughs> what? They recommend you skip the steak. It's I, there. That's the only place that I buy my steak from. <laughs> Uh, I think a few restaurants around town might be getting their steaks from there, too. <clears throat> Shopping for frozen foods at the discount chains can be a hit or miss. Uh, some items might be okay. Little pie slices, sausage and pancake bites, Cinnabon bites, all amazing. Frozen dinners can be pretty good, too. People love the frozen vegetables and fruit. Uh, but when it comes to unprocessed food like meat or seafood, you should probably consider a visit to your local grocer instead. Uh, Brenda says that I don't eat any of the frozen fish or ribeyes because I don't trust frozen seafood or meat that costs a dollar. (laughs) Nate, a Dollar Tree manager in Minnesota, agrees I would never buy the steak, he says. I've heard from more than one person that it doesn't cook well and it feels like rubber. In 2016, television affiliate WCPO in Cincinnati attempted a taste test, serving up four 
serving up the four ounce one dollar ribeye along with a butcher's uh, cut and a supermarket cut to the some uh, area firefighters to see which one they liked best. Uh, among the responses was, I guess it was meat. And it's not terrible. <laughs> exactly what I want to say about my steak. <coughs> I guess it was meat. <laughs> uh, number six, other stores use them to stock up. So... When they get to places like Dollar Tree, usually they're already like either really close to the expiration date or like within a week of the expiration date, especially with candy and sodas. But there are a lot of like independent convenience stores that instead of ordering their supplies from the retailers, they go and buy out stock from dollar stores. Really? So they're taking stuff that's already on the verge of being... Uh, past the expiration date and selling it in their stores. <laughs> I feel like that should be illegal. <laughs> it's not. <Ugh. laughs> Alright, so they hate the sight of Hot Wheels cars. While many toys at the dollar store locations are of suspect quality, there's at least one bit of inventory that causes a lot of excitement and that is the Hot Wheels cars because they get infamous Hot Wheels hunters that come in, they uh, are looking for, you know, hidden gems, things that are going to be discontinued that right now might not be worth much, but in the future will be, stuff like that. They scour the internet and find out when stores are going to get shipments. Uh, Brenda or Nate says that I've had people show up a day after my 2,000-piece truck arrives and demand I find the one box of Hot Wheels cars <coughs> so they can be the first ones to buy them. Uh, if they're polite, Nate will try to accommodate them. Some of the nicer Hot Wheels fans even uh, deputize themselves as de facto employees. The one guy that is a frequent visitor will take the boxes I have and stock them neatly on the shelves while he looks for what he wants. Hmm. Which is nice. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... Uh, I could I could see how that would be a big pain in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that as a pop collector because the same thing happens every year on uh, Comic-Con week because Comic-Con week, there's always a set of special Funko Pops that they release at the convention, but they also partner with a few different stores like Hot Topic and GameStop to sell them in the stores Hmm. and they're available that same day and there's usually only a couple of each one and so... That day, it's usually a Thursday. It's always a Thursday. You've got to be there before the door opens, and then you've got to dive to get what you want. Wasn't Comic-Con, like, the week before Thanksgiving? No, it's in July. Oh, is it? Never mind. What did we just have? <coughs> there we was, just had something. There might have been the New York New York Comic-Con. I think that might have been. In town? Oh, in town. There was something in oh, town. Oh, no. There was, yeah. There was a very crummy <laughs> Clovis Comic-Con that had their first version Yeah. Okay, never mind. I didn't go to that. I'm disappointed. Their big draw was some Blue Ranger from one of the years that I never watched when I was a kid. Some no-name Blue Ranger. No-name Ranger. (laughs) And, uh, And Vicky Guerrero from WWE, the most annoying general manager... 
that has ever been on the show. <laughs> it was huh. just it was a it was a who's who of people you celebrities you don't even want to see. <laughs> well, good to know. <laughs> Never mind then. <laughs> Uh, all right, number eight. They sell pregnancy tests, and they're reliable. Huh. If you're wary of the accuracy of a home pregnancy test kit that costs a buck, well, you probably should be. But according to Nate, his store stocks a reliable brand. The pregnancy tests we sell are the same ones used in most hospitals. Most all pregnancy tests detect a hormone called human uh, chorionic. Oh, God. This second word's even worse. Gonadotropin. 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 Chorionic gonadotropin. Or HCG. Which is produced during pregnancy. Most expensive tests can detect lower levels earlier in a pregnancy, while cheaper tests, like the ones at the dollar stores, might not register positive until a woman is a little further along. But they're still effective. And according to Brenda and Nate, they're also among the most stolen items in the store. <coughs> I can believe that. <laughs> you know. All right, so here's one that I bet you might have thought, or at least it's something that you probably knew, but you didn't know that you knew. Okay. All right. Balloons is what keeps these stores afloat. Oh. You thought about that? You know, I have. Because to go somewhere else and buy a balloon, a helium balloon. Especially like the Mylar ones. Yeah. You're going to be paying at least twice as much right. as what you pay at it's, the it's, Tree. it's always like five bucks or more yeah. anywhere I go. Yep. One dollar at Dollar Tree. One and those, dollar. And those, they, I think they're a little thinner, my, uh, a little thinner Mylar than the bigger ones. But, but they still honest. last, they still last for weeks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, most Dollar Tree and many other dollar store locations have a counter devoted to Mylar balloons intended for birthday parties and other events. And that's because the low cost and easy storage of uninflated balloons makes them a very profitable endeavor. Balloons do a ton of business for Dollar Tree. Oh, I got hiccups. Dollar Tree, uh, especially for big events. In a given week, uh, Brenda says her store might sell 150 to 200 balloons. If you think about it, every day is someone's birthday, baby shower, graduation, or anniversary. <coughs> so that true. brings in a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, number 10, they might warn you away from a bad deal. If you're on the fence on whether or not a dollar purchase is worthwhile, you can always ask an employee. They might tell you if it's worth the cash. I know that the quality of our products is not always the best, and I obviously am not going to constantly bring this up to the customers, but I'm not afraid to give them a bit of a heads up when I know a certain item is especially poor or could be found for much cheaper at a competitor. Uh, Hank says, I know that the company will survive without those couple sales, and I prefer to make customers happy over adding a few more dollars to the wallet of the company, which of course would bring them back, right? Exactly. <clears throat> Unless everything is awful. <laughs> Uh, the store manager is often overworked. Dollar Tree, Dollar General, and other chains have come under fire in recent years for tasking store managers with a lot of responsibility in order to keep the cost of staffing low. According to Nate, that checks out. In my district, they are trial running having the stores unload the semi-trucks instead of the drivers, he said. But they won't give us the hours to add an extra guy. 
which means I'm the manager on duty while being in the back of a semi throwing 800 or 1800 cases out of the truck. Uh, and lastly, and weirdly mm-hmm. as the last one, they can't keep Donald duck on the shelves. What? And by Donald duck, I mean the Donald duck sponsored or not sponsored, but Donald duck branded. There we go. Orange juice. Oh, it is a one hundred percent pure orange juice, no pulp. Donald Duck orange juice stores filled with a lot of unfamiliar brands. Customers like to see one recognizable face, and that's Donald Duck's. The Disney character is front and center on Dollar Tree's orange juice, and his smiling bill is one of the most popular items in the store. The drink is produced by Citrus World, which owns the Florida Florida's natural label, and licensed the Donald imagery and name from Disney. The Donald Duck orange juice is our third most sold stolen, <laughs> third more, most sold item, Brenda says. And to be honest, I'm not sure why it's so popular. A lot of people stop at our store on the way to work or wherever, so it's kind of a great pickup. Huh? Yeah, they come in and get their orange juice from the dollar store instead of the gas station or wherever. <clears throat> Isn't that weird? I find that incredibly weird. Yeah, but hey. But uh, they do sell them for a dollar, and most places sell them for $2.29. So that could be why. Yeah. But that, yeah, 12 secrets you didn't know about the dollar store. Now you I'm know. I'm actually itching to go to the dollar store now. <laughs> get me a steak and a Donald Duck. Uh, No, you can, they can keep the steak. I'll get you a Donald Duck. All right, Mo, it's your favorite time. My favorite time? Favorite time of the day. Is it really? We didn't do it yesterday. I'm so excited. It's Ask Us Anything. So our question for today is, what is the spiciest food you've ever eaten? Ooh. I'm not a big fan of spice. So I don't have a whole lot on this list. I think it would have to be... I think it would have to be from our pepper, pepper pepper challenge thing that we did. Uh, I want to say the habanero was the hottest. Yeah, that was our hottest. But I was much more miserable just eating that jalapeno straight. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Isn't that the conclusion we came to? Yes. The habanero was hotter, but it dissipated a lot quicker. That habanero lasted for what felt. Yeah, jalapeno lasted for what felt like an hour. Yeah, it was bad. Would not let up. It was bad. It was super bad. I would I would much quicker eat another habanero than another jalapeno. Yeah. I I don't mind spice. I don't love spice, but I don't mind it. Um I've had a few spicy things. At first when I thought about this question, the pepper stepper challenge was the only thing that I could think of, and I think that that's because it was like we ate three actual actual hot peppers. We had a bell pepper, but we ate three actual hot peppers. We had peppers. four hot peppers. Did we? Jalapeno. The Serrano. Serrano. We had that red uh, cousin of the jalapeno that I can't remember what it's called. I thought that was the Serrano. No, the Serrano was the green one that tasted like grass. It did taste like grass. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had the habanero. And then the habanero. So I think that because there were like, and in a short amount of time. Yeah. That's Piled what... one on, on top of each other. Yeah, that's what came to mind. But 
for a couple years here at Highland, I was one of the judges for oh, right. the, the Hot Wing Challenge. The Hot Wing Challenge. Uh-huh. <laughs> and your um, amazing, wonderful, so kind brother-in-law, like, legit tries to kill the judges uh-huh. with his wings every year. He has to wear gloves and a mask. And a mask. Gloves and a face mask <laughs> to make these hot wings. And it is a rule that in order to judge these hot wings, you have to taste the hot wings. Um, so he had like Carolina Reaper in his... It looked like it was sitting in lava. I mean, it, it just looked so bad. It did. But I got to tell you, I really think that our pepper stepper challenge was worse than tasting <coughs> his really? hot wings because all the judges were of the same consensus. Listen, we got to taste it. We don't have to eat the whole thing. Uh, so we would take a piece of his wing and eat a piece of it just to say that we had tasted it. <laughs> and for the last couple years, no one else has competed against him. For Everyone hot, else yeah, has been hot. like Everyone's been going for the flavor category, not the heat category. Yeah. So in <laughs> so that aspect, yeah, in that aspect, I I guess we kind of cheated in the fact yeah. that we only had to taste it. Whereas with our pepper supper challenge, we had to eat the whole pepper. We were yeah, we were eating 2 thirds of the pepper, I think that's where we had landed yeah. when we we're in the heat of the moment, and that was a bad decision. Yeah. Especially on that jalapeno. My gosh. But I've had, like, some Thai food and some <laughs> Japanese food that, without realizing it, we ordered really spicy. And yeah. so I'm eating it, and I'm getting the hiccups. <gasps> Sippy, the first time that we made, or that we had green chili stew with them, he purposely tried to kill us. <laughs> just because we're white people, and he wanted to see if we could hold up How much to you the... could take. <laughs> so, yeah, I've had some spicy stuff, but I, seriously, Matt, I don't think anything compares to our pepper stepper challenge. Yeah. I, wow. I just don't. It's a funny video. It's I long, need for our... Funny. It is... Well, it was our first one, and so we were explaining we were what explaining we were there lot. for, yeah. and why we were doing it and then, and then the, just the reaction yeah mostly to the jalapeno just lasted so long but it was so funny yep i couldn't cut a lot of it out so i need for all of our listeners to go to youtube and i need for you to watch some of those episodes <laughs> from the back row with matt and mo because <laughs> i keep trying to convince matt that we have to do it again and he's just not for it <laughs> But I feel like if I had more backing from our supporters and our listeners, he might be willing to do it. It's probably accurate, yeah. See? <laughs> Go watch, guys. Go watch. You, you start a petition. You get 50 people to sign it. <gasps> guys, we could totally do this. <laughs> we could totally do it. Right? Face, the, our Facebook group's got over 1,000 people in it. Yeah. I'm sure you could get 50 people to watch and agree. <clears throat> anyway, it's Ending Music Tuesday. <laughs> And we're playing a little bit more of the independent Christian music this morning. Stick around. We'll be back in a little while to close out the show.
Welcome back. As we close out our Tuesday show, we're glad that you've been here with us. We got we, your Bible verse and thought for the day. What? We glad? We glad that you've been here with us. <laughs> Isaiah seven fourteen says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. Our thought for the day comes from Revive Our Hearts. They remind us if your heart is fretting and fearful and frustrated, turn to the Prince of Peace. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed up together into a podcast for you over on BackRowRadio.com or most places that you can find podcasts. Thank you to today's sponsor. Please don't side hug me. The best of Backrow Baptist. (laughs) Mo, what's the final word? (laughs) Matt needs to take some cold medicine. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye. (laughs)